0: In this episode of Novel Predictions, Allison makes McKaylee cry. I have tears. Welcome to Novel Predictions. I'm Kales and I reread City of Thieves this month. And I'm
1: Allison and I read it for the first and definitely the only time. Oh, come on. Nope. <laughs> no come ons. I am not happy with this piece of literature. Ha. Like, ha. I can't. Was it really that bad? I. Yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> all
0: right like, just go just it's go. beyond
1: words for me so i like i gave it two stars i guess um oh. we can start there oh my heart <laughs> wounded um yeah two stars i think there was a lot in this book that was there just to make me angry like personally like david binoff was like hey Who's going to read this book? Oh, logical people. Okay. So I'm going to just dump a bunch of bullshit in here so that they get mad. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, like, I just I, I I literally when I finished reading it, I just sat there and I was trying to type my Goodreads review like just as a teaser and I sat there for a solid 2 minutes and couldn't type because I just didn't know wh- what to say that wasn't just no. Like, I, I, here, here's, here's my thing. I feel like there was a lot of unnecessary bullshit dialogue that was gross. Like, the same reason we, I didn't like it in the beginning with the, the overly sexualized combos and the weird, um, internal subjugation of women and, talking about your shit every five minutes so there's that every
0: five minutes that's how it felt it was a lot
1: (laughs) but there's also all of these like totally out of the blue plot twists that i think are just this a stupid device and i just didn't buy into it like Koilad's death made me so angry because it was so asinine. Like there was no fucking reason to kill him. And we made it through this whole journey and then we just killed him w- with friendly fire, getting shot in the ass and bleeding out. And I was just like this is dumb. Like I'm 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 angry because I didn't like his character. Like he was a dick, but at the same time He survived all of these things that should have killed him. And then he gets shot in the ass on the front line, like on the uh, trenches of Leningrad, five minutes from their destination. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I just felt like there was a lot of um, device for device sake. Like, oh, you know, it would be totally off-putting if we killed him at the end or if vika the girl who barely says anything and just like side-eyes love the whole time shows up at his door three and a half years later all of a sudden a girl and they get married
0: i don't know i'm just i'm just, <laughs> just so, so salty um if you're just joining us uh <laughs> welcome to novel predictions um, yeah this, this is a good Allison. introduction allison is ready to kill me um i think only really good friends could do this to each other so i'm grateful for her i'm kind of kissing her ass at this point because i feel kind of bad because i don't necessarily know how to respond and i don't really think i have a very good defense to a lot of what (laughs) she's gonna say in this episode so yeah that's gonna happen um but yeah if you're just joining us we force each other to read books uh that the other one has not read so i've read the city of thieves i thought i liked it um i still kind of do but i don't know how i'm gonna defend that opinion um and I feel like this is another magicians for us <laughs> yeah it's gonna be <laughs> um and that's okay it happens but it's kind of funny to me that we found another one mm-hmm. um And we force each other to read a book that the other one hasn't read, and we try and guess what's going to happen. Then, during the review episode, this episode, the other one basically gets to lay into the friend who made them read the book in the first place and be like, why the fuck did you make me do that? Yeah. I think we've officially had maybe one, maybe two books that we've liked. There's not a lot. Um, I think The Hate You Give was one um i think we've had a few that were like
1: good but not great
0: but not great there's nothing there's none of them have been great none none of us i think have been like oh my god thank you so much for making me read that book like when you made me read six of crows right and i was like yes finally thank you so much none of them have been that so far which is kind of the point of this podcast in a way (laughs) uh it's it's kind of much funnier when we hate the book um but but um this is going to be a fun, fun debate here. Um, so that's what's happening. Welcome. We're so excited to have you. We read City of Thieves by uh, David Beninoff, who is the showrunner for Game of Thrones. This is not Game of Thrones, but apparently Allison found it just as disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I I made her read this book because I thought I liked it. I remember it being this really amazing piece of literature I shared it with Seth. It was the next book I made him read after Harry How Potter. Did Seth, like it? Seth loved it. Um, but so did my boss, who's also another straight cis, gender white male. Yeah. So I was when he told me that, because I told him about our podcast, and he's like, I love that book. I can't believe she's not enjoying it. I was like, I loved it too. And then it hit me and I was like, oh fuck. And I but I try I'm gonna try and convince you that there's more to the book than just the sex stuff. But I'm not going to lie, this read around, I, it was like all I could notice. I feel like I couldn't read it without, and listening to it was a little uncomfortable too. Yeah. I listened we, to the second half uh, yeah.
1: in the last couple days, and uh, yeah, I was like, oh like
0: God. Coila's entire exploit about why he left the yes. military oh because God. he needed a fuck was really painful to listen to yeah. and I was like this was once funny to me and I'm not quite sure why like it's making me want to go back and read, read the magicians now because I'm like oh my god am I wrong and I was like no I'm not wrong I just mm. d- fuck you and <laughs> I we need a whole just we need to, I <laughs> we just need like a uh, uh, like cage match about the, of, uh, the magicians. magicians I know in this corner we have no okay. but I this one I'm not gonna lie. It, there was a lot of pausing I had to do. I could not get I thought this would be an easy book to speed through 250 pages. But I found myself like stalling. Yeah, to read it. Like I didn't finish it until today either. I mean, I know we only had a week, but it was 250 pages. And I was like, that should be easy. Not really. It was kind of a struggle to get through this time. And when I finished it, I remembered why I liked it so much. But then I also had a lot of questions. So yeah, I again, I'm going to try and defend that this is a good book and that I like it, b- b- but I totally understand where you're coming from, <laughs> at okay, least good. from the sex perspective and the female perspective, because, by God, you were either... I don't think there was a single woman in that entire thing that was a, was not objectified. Even no. their mothers were insulted at one point. Yeah. And,
1: like... Uh, oh, God. I just... I feel like the whole... Like, when we recorded last week right so we're doing this in a sh- super short timeline right because um, mikhaili had a flight delayed and we just couldn't we couldn't make the last week work right so when we talked about it last week on the podcast you said um well they're like vika's coming and like maybe you'll identify with her and i was hoping that that would be true but i did and i do appreciate that she's a badass like she's way more badass than these boys right yes like she's competent um she knows what she's doing she's hardened she's like part of the secret
0: service well and she also saves their asses with like the whole literate thing koila yeah. they're like standing in that line right and koila is ready to show off he totally has fallen for right the, their ploy of we're gonna kill all the smart people and he wants to show off and and it's vika who saves their ass who yeah looks at lev and says don't don't read it don't do she it says you can't
1: read Yeah. Right. And so she's, she's, she's great. Except that, um, like, I like her. If you had pulled her out of this story and plunked her, you know, somewhere else, like she's a great character. I do not buy into the fort relationship that seemingly somehow was forged between her and Lev. Don't fucking buy it
0: yeah it kind of does seem like a weird consolation prize at the end
1: yeah it's like it's like they're they're moving she goes off on her own at the after they escape and they have the eggs or whatever um and he he says like i knew i would never see her again and i was like i'm good with that you know like i don't think you ever had an actual relationship you barely said 20 words to each other Mm -hmm. i think that or I guess she barely said 20 words to you. You are a lovesick puppy who is obnoxious. And she's just kind of dealing with you in this moment and trying not to hurt your feelings. And it feels very like she was pitying of him to me because oh. she is this strong person. And and she's like, well, this, like, poor kid, like, whatever. And then he, he ends up fucking up by but because of his fuck up saves them in the end right um and so i think that she might have a little bit more respect for him in that moment but not enough to come to his door somehow three and a half years later and be like hey look i'm a girl now with a dress on and hair so like let's get married i guess yeah it just felt it felt so cheap like let's just add one more twist um because we need to, and because we need to wrap up the fact that somebody love married someone. Uh, I did like the line mirroring from the beginning and the end where she says, like, one thing you need to know about me is I don't cook. Yeah. I like that. Like, But the fact that she just fucking showed up drives me a little bit crazy.
0: It's a little cinematic, if you think about it. I will. Let me re... <laughs> Just because you said that, let
1: me read you what I wrote for my Goodreads review. Oh, God. It's short. Okay. Um, because I agree. It is cinematic. Here's what I said. I said, I don't see much merit in this one. This may be because I don't particularly like tragic books or plot twists for the sake of plot twists. It felt very cinematic in the most obnoxious way possible. Yep. And I (laughs) like there was so many things that happened that were very cinematic. Like, Koila getting shot in the ass and dying because he's bleeding out at the end of this is incredibly cinematic. Um, The whole scene with the chess game and the whatever rank he was, German officer. He's like um, a captain or something. Yeah, whatever he was. And like the egg, that's how they got the eggs. Incredibly cinematic. The whole thing with the chicken that they found being a rooster—that's also very cinematic. Like the idea that, and then they like shoot cut to the like we're eating soup, like yep, these like smashed cut a kernel, type things. By the way, sorry, the German guy—he's a colonel. A colonel, okay. These—they are incredibly cinematic, but it didn't work. Like it—it it was just visual for the sake of visual, or like let's break what we've built for
0: the sake of breaking it and there's so, no real learning happening so i i've said this since i read this book i wanted to know why it was a book and not a movie yeah i wanted to make it a movie i was like this would make a way better film and i still agree with that um i agree too i think it would be better on screen I think it, than in the i book. think it would yeah, I think it would be a better war film. And I think, like you said, it could be a little Inglorious Bastards with the comedy. Because I think one of the things that drew me to this story, and I do like these tragic war stories. I do. I don't know why, but I do. And because I think I love them when they share the absurdity of war and the just senselessness of war right because to me when you were going off on your rant about koila (laughs) dying from a bullet in his ass at the end after all of this that to me is the pinnacle of it we've fallen in love with this character or, or hated him we've had some sort of feelings towards him this entire time and only then at the end from something stupid is he killed when like you said he survived so many things and Lev didn't have to tell him he could have gotten shot with the rest of the literates you know like or starving or getting a fucking std like herpes in that time would not have felt good so I but I think it's kind of poetic to have him die from something so dumb right so close to the end because it's it just, to me, shows the senselessness of war. Like, when that one soldier or that one Russian just stops in the snow and there's that line that he said, he picked his spot. Like, that, to me, also same thing. And, like, I don't know. That's what, it, that's what it's more about to me. Um, and I think there's so much sex in the book because I think that they need something dumb to think about. I think they need something that feels... It normal or even a little bit more absurd than the craziness they're dealing with. I know that's not an excuse, but that's – I remember – and that's what I thought about it this time too um, when reading it. And you can go ahead and chew me to pieces, but I those are just some of my initial things. Well, with so it. I will say I think –
1: um and usually when i say i will say on this podcast i'm gonna say something good and this is not one of those times um
0: it's fine just so you're not like getting your hopes up no Um, my hopes my hopes are my hopes are dead it's fine i know you don't like this book and i i i am just begging that we're still gonna be friends by the end of this (laughs) i felt
1: like the i get what you're saying right i get that him dying at the end from this stupid fucking thing is poetic but why do we need poetry for poetry's sake in this book like that's that's my thing like there nothing came of that love didn't grow
0: from koila dying like oh my god this is so the magician's argument this is exactly (laughs) it because this is oh my god i figured it out i figured it out but keep going i'll i'll relay my epiphany in a minute but i figured it out
1: okay he didn't grow from any of this. Like, he. Oh my God! Koila <laughs> died, and Love was sad about it for like a minute. And then we moved on, like, smash cut, cinematic kind of thing. Went to the fucking house, discovered that all of this was for fucking nothing because the guy already had three dozen eggs. That I wanted to scream <clears throat> when that happened. Yep. And, like, not in a, like, oh, I love how much this book is hurting me in a, like, this is fucking stupid kind of way. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I've noticed as I was reading, especially today, is I feel like a lot of this book felt in terms of the way they were talking or the moments where all of a sudden they started to wax poetic. It was very John Green. Okay. And I was I'm like. it out.
0: Fuck off. I hate John Green. Okay, it felt actually the most John Green moment it felt like was when Lev figured out and called Koila out for the book that supposedly was the yeah. greatest work of the 20th century and it was just Koila's stupid manuscript There's that a, he hadn't yeah. even, like, written down. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is the most John Green moment in the whole thing because I reread that and I was like, oh, you pretentious prick. Um, quoting your own shit. Um... <laughs> yeah i figured it out green no but it's the same thing that it is the one big break that you and i have of that i love these stories that don't necessarily have a purpose or change in it right let all of lev grossman's work is that way the kind (laughs) of sort of senselessness of it I know. And cuz guess who also doesn't crawl. grow according to wait, but guess who also doesn't grow according to you? Yeah, Cupid in the magician because he doesn't fucking grow. Right. So that's that's the difference. You Is cannot t- you
1: cannot argue that he grows in that no, first No, I know. Book.
0: Okay, I know. But that's part of the reason I don't like it. But it's the same thing. It's this I I find it so brilliant when it's this this yeah, he does it in Codex too. Lev Grossman does where it's like almost like the story didn't matter and the characters don't grow from it and it's just like this thing that happens to them and they still have to move on and nothing changes necessarily from it. Um, And you hate that. I hate it. Right. And John Green's stories are also very similar because his his men also do not necessarily have the best character growth. And it's the same thing. (laughs) And I just now realized that it's the same thing. And if I had known... If I had remembered correctly, I never would have fucking made you read it because I would have known you hated it because now I'm – it, like, makes so much sense to me now. Like, oh, I get why she hates it. Like, I totally understand because it is, like, your one thing. Not – you have a lot of things. You have a lot of wonderful, amazing things about you. No, but, but it is my But it is, it is like, one of your things. pet peeve. Yeah. It's my biggest, like,
1: instantly I don't want to read this or watch this or whatever – is dramatic bullshit that has no bearing on what's, like, the rest of your life. Like, it doesn't affect you. And, like, I think this book has parts of it that do affect Lev, but uh, the parts that don't make me want to scream because... Oh, my
0: God, but, like, it also is all, like, 17, 18, 19-year-old men. Yeah. Because they're annoying and terrible. Problem. But, but oh my god, sorry, I just feel so much better because I'm sitting here like, how does she not like it? And I was like, oh, I figured it out. I totally gave her a book, presented it on a goddamn platter of here is your least favorite pet peeve trope. Please love this book. And I didn't even, I, it didn't even register because I did the same with Abundance of Catherines and the same thing happens in The Magicians and it's just we're forever going to just agree to disagree on this one point. Yeah. Fuck i'm so sorry (laughs) it's
1: okay the other thing that um you plus you hate war stories that was i was about to say the other thing that you told me which was a fucking lie and i will call you out on it what did i do you said because i was and when you announced this book to me you said i said i don't like nazis and war stories and you said it's not really about the war and there aren't really that many nazis Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. What a fucking lie that was. I'm so sorry. They literally got imprisoned and, like, marched,
0: and they were with Nazis for the last third of the book. You are right, and I'm sorry. That I I will profusely apologize for, because (laughs) in my... Well, it's true, because in my head, I remembered the journey, I remembered the... I remembered Vika, I remembered the companionship, I thought they killed the Nazis sooner. I forgot that they got captured... I, fr- I thought I I don't know why but I thought it all took place in the house, and then when they got to the house, I was like, oh fuck, that was too soon, and Vika and Vika's not here, and I was like, oh, I missed something. Um, uh, yeah, no, I fucked up.
1: Yeah, and the whole scenes with the girls in the house, like when they were, I was listening to the book when they were describing what happened to the girl that tried to run away.
0: Yeah. And I was just like,
1: why? Why? Like, I just don't want to be put in pain. And like this one wasn't so much um, like sadness and emotional pain, but like horror um, at these horrible things. And like, yeah, I know horrible things happen, but usually when I, want, when I read a book, it is to escape
0: the realities of life and see and that is another thing that we differ on I don't always use books as escapism I often and you know when I thought about this as like a human like in my social lacking because of my brain I wonder like I use books way more to try and understand things in the world than I do to escape from it
1: I think a lot of people do that I think a lot of people like to look at the real world and things that happen through the lens of literature because it's a tool to understand from a perspective that isn't yours. Absolutely. And I get it. Like, I totally get it. If somebody came to the library and said, I really love, like, soft tragedy and uh, teenage boys becoming men, I would give them this fucking book. (laughs) But, (laughs) But I personally prefer for things to be more impactful in the nature of the story and have no bearing on my world if that makes sense yes like i i need the story to like have a beginning middle and end that flow into each other and make sense and have an impact and i can say when we're done with this character that the events of this book changed their life and also that they have nothing to do with my life or like the world
0: around me. And this- I'm going to I'm going to give you the fluffiest piece of shit. We're going to just do the selection <laughs> in August. It's just going to happen. We're going to read all three of the selection series and it's the biggest bunch of actually you'll hate the ending on that one because it's the biggest stupidest Dues mahina ending ever. But I, I see where you're coming from and I totally get it. And like, you know, what's kind of funny about this podcast too, is that like, even though we're torturing each other, like, I don't know, I learn more about you each time we talk about it and it's just like, oh, okay, cool. And I don't know, it's this weird goal I have. I'm like, I need to find a book that Allison likes. Cause I do think that you have a lot more points where that comes from, or like, I've liked more books than you've recommended than the other way around. It it has happened, but I like in this process I have this weird desire now. I'm like, I gotta find the perfect book that she'll enjoy.
1: Yeah, I feel like I've I've wrecked books for you, not so much on this podcast, but more in just our real life. Yeah, um, in our lives. That you have like fallen in love with, like Gail Carragher or Six of Crows or Yeah. I'm sure there's other ones. Um But those are the two major ones. Those are the big ones for sure. And I feel like I'm trying to remember if there's anything you forced
0: the only one read. I can think of was Breaking Sky, that you were like, why is this YA book not more well-known? I did like Breaking Sky a lot. hmm It's so underrated. If anybody hasn't read it, Corey McCarthy, Breaking Sky, really good teen um, alternate universe dystopian fighting one with a badass main character. It got totally mid-listed and underrated, and you should read it. I think I also didn't read illuminate until
1: you told me to read it that is also true but i still haven't finished that series Ooh. anyway we anyway. should move on yeah so um <laughs> needless to say my final thoughts on this book are how the fuck
0: am i supposed to edit that you want <laughs> it you gave it me in. a goddamn raspberry just un- on, unedited that's what it's going to be it's like in this episode of novel predictions kale's I mean, Allison blows Kale's eardrums out. Beep. It wasn't very loud. I looked at it. No, you did fine. Um. But a oh, goddamn yeah. raspberry? That's my punishment. Fine. <laughs> that's your punishment for this book. There you go. I won't
1: punish you anymore.
0: All right. Well, um, let's see. Um, Let's do no, the questions. You're going you're gonna to get revenge. You're going to get revenge. It's going to be bad. You're going to give me some high fantasy ass thing and I'm going to be like, God damn it. All right. Well, well, that's for the end of this podcast. <laughs> um, The second half of this podcast, we're going to review Allison's questions to see how she did prediction wise. I will be honest and say that I think you did as well as you could have done. I got
1: some things, and there were some things that almost happened. Like, they were yes. in the story, but they didn't end up
0: ending that way. hmm So. Yeah. So let me switch over here to our questions. Um, we follow a series of questions here on Novel Predictions. Um, just to kind of give some things some structure, we'll ask other questions as that goes on. Um, but the first one was... Does the main character fall in love? And Allison said, I don't th- if he falls in love, I do not think it will be reciprocated. Okay.
1: Um, I think because I, this book I think is supposed to be like kind of lovingly tragic. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I can say it that way. So I think I like that like soft, softly tragic. So I think um, he might fall in love with this girl Uh, But he's not going to get her and maybe Koila will. And that will be like the tragedy is that this asshole, (laughs) fucking Koila, who's just weirdly confident and loves danger and just like laughs as he
0: runs away from cannibals, um, will get the girl. I said no. Yeah, you said no. You didn't think that love was going to fall in love, which (sighs) is kind of true because I will be honest, I feel like that. He couldn't have.
1: They didn't speak to each other.
0: Yeah. He, it was like he an l- in-lust thing. And then, like, they probably got married because of they fell in love with each other later. Like, we didn't really get the love story portion. Right. There was no love story. So he, he like,
1: lusted after her in a way he had never lusted after someone before. Gross. And then she ignored him, basically the neglect thing (laughs) yeah well maybe that's the maybe that's the poetic part of it is she did the exact thing to him that koila told him to do to women yeah okay i'm sorry i didn't notice that part i was
0: too focused on like the war portion
1: the point poet or what is it uh the what whatever neglect like the whatever neglect, deliberate neglect yeah or whatever she did that to fucking Lev. intentional neglect She did do that to him. Yeah, she did it to him. And he didn't do shit because he's a baby.
0: He is. I also want to, I really want to know, I'm kind of mad that this book is not YA. Because it totally could have been if they just got rid of some of the sex and violence. But I don't know. I struggle with that whole, like, why is Catcher in the Rye and To Kill a Mockingbird? Not technically children's literature, but whatever. Um, Because the protagonists are that age. Yeah, so, and then, Koila obviously
1: didn't fall in love, but... Nope. Um, he got laid regularly, somehow.
0: Yeah, Sonya existed. Whatever. Yeah. The whole, every
1: time they, like, insisted on talking about how Lev had to listen to them have sex, I was like, come on, like, we get it. This sucks for you, but you don't know what you're missing, so it doesn't matter, like, move on. Um... This and is very true. Anyway, but like yeah, so he I I would argue that I was wrong half wrong because he I don't really think he fell in love with her. I think that it was a lustful kind of like fascination with her yeah. um because they didn't speak to each other and I don't think that you can I don't believe in love at first sight. I don't <laughs> um and it's not like he was in love, like felt love for her at first sight anyway. Nope. So Yeah. Okay. But I mean I, I think guess you're like, right. you know, whatever. He he marries her in the end. <clears throat> I'm sure Hopefully he they like loved each other way, then. Yeah. I'm sure that they loved her eventually, but it just didn't happen during the book.
0: I agree. What tropes do you think you'll see? Allison said.
1: Well, yeah, it's like a buddy comedy. Yeah. um, The, like, untouchable, <laughs> like, on a pedestal woman that they're both gonna, like, lust after. That, yep. Kind of thing that's, like, unifying them is the we- their weird lust for this poor woman. I have no idea how old she is. I you like pretty much got this one, though, because you were talking um,
0: about... You just, you talked a lot about the tropes we saw early on. Yeah. Um, and kind of like the buddy comedy asshole friend and ignorant, not, uh, younger one. Um, and then now I've just introduced this new trope of the nothing male happened. males without character growth, I
1: guess thinking they're the shit, I guess
0: <laughs> I'm sure the phrase reading would
1: be different if you did it.
0: I don't know what I would call it because I don't think of it that way. I yeah, I don't know how I don't know how to explain it and I don't necessarily know how to defend it. I remember the the, the only thing I remember and the only way that I can connect it in my head was I read this book, Codex, by Lev Grossman, read the whole thing, got to the ending, was so pissed off, I threw it across the fucking room, sat there for 10 minutes straight thinking about it, and then I had this epiphany of, oh my God, the book is pointless. And I, then I was like, oh my God, it's brilliant. Ugh. And it was like this weird <laughs> sensation of like, oh my God, I totally got it. And I like got the message, and then it suddenly became like the most brilliant thing to me. And I don't necessarily... No, how else to explain that it was just this weird thing about like how you move on after an adventure and i don't know i hadn't seen it before and now apparently i realized i like it way more than i ever have um so cool um any other comments on tropiness or uh any things that you noticed in there objectification of women you talked about that yeah i think the like cinematic um, I don't think I identified
1: this, but you didn't but later you in talk the about end, it Now, the cinematic nature of look something really impactful that should have been really impactful happen. All right, let's jump to another scene and not uh explore the emotional baggage of that. Yeah, that was the thing, and it bugged me. And I think that's a thing with comedies and with war movies, um. Which weirdly, both of them, and I like comedies, but I, uh, I just don't like war stories. I think in any way, <laughs> shape or yeah. form. Um, but yeah, that was definitely something that, as it, the story went on, it happened over and over again, and I was like, oh my god, please, like, we need to talk about what
0: just happened. Yeah. I need to. I'm even. I'm sitting here staring at all of my books, and I'm like, what the fuck do I make you read next? Um, <laughs> and I still got. Two months figure that, or a month to figure that out. Um, cool. Then we said, is there a mentor? Allison said... Yeah, I think he looks up to... Because Lev is,
1: what, like 15? I thought 16? he was a little older. Okay, he's like 16, 17 maybe? Yeah, something he's like that. He's younger than Koila for sure. Yes. Um, I feel like he looks up to Koila as, like, he's lived life. Like, he's not a virgin, we presume. Um, He has this like reckless abandon kind of way of meeting people and going at things and Lev seems very reserved and not willing to put himself in danger I so again
0: Koila. yeah I think again you were kind of right on this that you said that Koyla was going to be a mentor to Lev and in a weird way he kind of is I feel like he is definitely a mentor to Lev
1: I feel like he he teaches Lev about Sex and women, unfortunately, the whole fucking time. (laughs) Um, But I think he also teaches Lev about, like, writing your own narrative kind of thing. Because Lev is really... He never talks about his family. And he doesn't, like, own these parts of his personality. And Koila, that's all Koila does is own these parts of himself. Mm -hmm. So I feel like there's definitely a mentorship in confidence and, you know, embracing who you are... But at the same time, because this is this kind of story, Lev doesn't necessarily take those lessons and use them when Or we don't see him use them. Right. In the context of the story, like in this 280-page adventure, we don't get to see Lev use those lessons. I'm sure he uses them later. Right. But we don't really see it. All we see is he's a scared little boy and... Those lessons haven't made him anything different. He just was going to hold on to them for later.
0: Yeah, the more you talk, the sadder I get. Okay. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. Oh, you're fine. I don't like ruining your favorite things. It as, just was as, hard as, for me. You know,
0: it. No, it is. And it's, but it's so interesting because books stay the same. You know, I'm in a medium of theater and I work in that and I think about the different shows you see at different phases of your life and how they mean different things to you. Right. And, but theater in my head, like, you can go, like, we're going to go see Anastasia, right? And I'm going to go see it two days before with my sister. And even though it's the same stage in my life, each of those nights is going to mean something different. Well, a book, it doesn't change, it stays the same. And yet, here I am reading at different stages in my life and how you can reread the same fucking thing, but have this new lens on it. Like I said, I was reading it or listening to it. And all I could pick out was the sex stuff. And I'm like cringing in my car thinking, God, how can they be talking about women this way? How is this legal? And I was like, how am I enjoying this book still? And it, how did I ever enjoy this book? Why didn't I notice that before? And also, I think it's because I was a much younger, pruder girl who just would skip over those things. You're just Um, like not thinking about it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like how I accidentally recommended House of Cards to Seth's parents. And I did it because I thought they would like the political intrigue in the story because I had completely skipped over the sex scenes. So that was super uncomfortable. <laughs> um, Yeah. Good job. So, good job. Yeah. No, that was mightily embarrassing. And we'd only been dating for like three months. God help me. Um, Anyway, let's go back to the book. Yes. Um, <laughs> Who's going to die? Allison said. No, I think either
1: she might die. Maybe Coila will die and it'll be like the kind of... He he had no fear, kind of thing, and in the end, like that was not a good plan, and he died.
0: Ding 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 ding! Yeah, right. You got this one. Yeah, I was you did. Mad,
1: though, whenever it happened, I was like, I don't want to be right. Why? Because it was a dumb way for him to die.
0: Okay, I, but this, like that goes back to like the senselessness of war. Like, would it have been less dumb if he had died in the fray? If he had like gotten. I don't know. How would you have preferred him to die? I would have preferred him to die at a point where Lev had to do fucking anything on his own. But he did. He killed the he killed the colonel and the he even killed Koila's German that he was fighting. No, I know, but I'm
1: saying that like if Lev was if if Koila's gonna die, he needs to die at a point where it matters. He needs to die at a point where his death. You know, brings something out of koila or I'm um, sorry, out of Lev, or um, brings Lev and Vika together, or
0: see. But I don't think that's the point. I think the point, is, and he says it too. Um, there's a great debate that, and it's one of the few conversations that Vika and Lev have together, and it's about how Lev apologizes for her friend getting shot. Right? They're in. The, they just got like captured or willingly sacrificed right. themselves. Whatever the fuck that was. They they went and they did that. The one guy gets shot. M- Micah Milko something. like It starts with an M. Marco. and That's what I'll call him. And Lev tries to apologize. And Vika says it doesn't matter. Because none of us matter. You don't matter. I don't matter. He doesn't matter because it's war. And then Lev says, I don't believe that. You matter. And I matter. Because of the war. And because this is, you know that's how we win right and that's we win because we matter rather she's like it's war it doesn't matter we just need to win and I think that that's the whole thing is that it's showing that in reality Koila's death didn't matter even though Lev wanted it to it didn't in the retrospect of the war and everything it it didn't matter and it's sad and awful but it's so poignant and I know you don't like what I'm saying I can tell there's a scowl on your face even though I can't fucking see you (laughs) I I I know you that's
1: what the book is saying I am saying that I think it's dumb (laughs) (laughs) I get that that's David Villamob's fucking vision but I do not agree that his vision is good Pick a new vision, sir. <laughs> like, I just I just don't agree. Like, I prefer a story to have... I have tears. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer a story to have a more um, classical, like, hero's journey. Like, things matter. Things have impact. It's this whole idea of shit doesn't matter and then you die. Like, that's kind of, like, the vibe, right? Like a little bit yeah like nothing you does you you do matters and everyone dies and yeah that's uh, my realist talking that's my pessimist and welcome well right and like that is closer to reality than a lot of you know stories and, and folklore and fairy mm-hmm. tales but fuck that <laughs> like Fair. i do, i i refuse to buy into that personally because if I if the things I do don't matter and then I die then what is the point of living right so Fair. I don't I don't have the I don't have much interest in adhering to that policy in my own life so whenever I read something that is supposed to be poignant or whatever and it's like oh the poetry of sacri- like these senseless sacrifices I'm like fuck that that's so stupid why would I want to be that way why would I enjoy Seeing other people die for no reason when it I, could have had an impact. It, Coyla's death could have been important to the story and I, I would have been okay with it.
0: I totally hear you and I understand. And it makes me think of like why maybe it's taken me so long to enjoy cheesy romances because I used to hate them because I was like, God, this is not realistic. <laughs> no, it is not realistic at all. It's right. Wonderful. But that's the point of it. So I, I, I'm getting that yeah i but i'm just wondering again learning about us as individuals it's very interesting to me um to just see these reading types and these reading habits we got to get through this question because we're already at like 40 something minutes and and we're arguing about pessimism and optimism and the core questions of life so this is god help us philosophy hour oh god welcome to novel predictions (laughs) on this episode we get stupidly philosophical um what's the twist allison said part of me feels like
1: the boys are gonna have to get out of leningrad and go to these fa- some a farm like yeah cause they keep talking about there's eggs on the farms but they're german occupied right so yeah that's the whole problem right so i'm thinking they're gonna have to get out of leningrad and maybe there is a woman like like a farm like one of the farmers is a woman that they're they end up dealing with yeah um, I'm also kind of hoping that they don't just find a dozen eggs, that they, like, have to get, like, two eggs here and, like, three eggs there, and then they have to fucking, <laughs> like, carry them, like, little egg children around with them and not break them.
0: All right, I got to be honest. I don't know if there is one in this book. The twist, is that Vika's a girl? Like, I don't know. I have trouble what did placing I say? it. You you said that, um, that, like, the the, um, the... <sighs> The police guy, the general's daughter, was gonna end up falling in love oh. with him. Yeah, I think
1: that would have been such a better story,
0: and, and, and <laughs> that that was the whole story, and that she was gonna like run away with Lev and find like him attractive I didn't even or whatever. See her again? Nope, she never came up again. I'm sim- I was so mad, and whatever.
1: Yeah, I think that there are a bunch of little twists for the sake of trying to upset you as a reader, like emotional manipulation. Um... Rather I than just give you story. the biggest eye roll. <laughs> that is seriously how it feels. That I guess is- I. You know what? You have your feels. That's good. <laughs> That's fine. It is manipulative and bullshit and whatever. We, we can't get back into it. Um, but I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's like a story twist. Um, I think maybe the biggest twist in the story, and this is kind of funny actually, is when they get the chicken, and then the chicken is a rooster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. But, like, for these two... This is... I love that scene. because I like that me, scene, too. Because these two highly intelligent, literature, chess-playing, intellectual men go get a chicken from a dying child, right? Who, right. like, won't move in the snow. They think everything's saved. And then the doctor comes in and he's like, guys, this is a rooster. <laughs> and it's just like, to me... Again, very cinematic would be like the whole time you don't see this chicken, right? It's like wrapped in their arms. It's in the cage like you don't see it. But then again, when Volka or whatever his name is reveals it's a rooster, they all like turn and look at it and the camera pans and like you see the rooster for the first time. And I I think it's hysterical. <laughs> that is such a duxed position.
1: That's the funniest scene in this book, in my opinion. Um. Agreed. I, and I did think that was pretty funny, especially when they're discussing, like, um Koila's like, oh, well, maybe, like, don't be an, a pessimist. Maybe it can lay a dozen eggs in four days. Which yeah. is totally not possible uh, right. as someone who has raised chickens. Um, and so I'm sitting there like, what an idiot, like, this city boy, this fucking egg, this fucking chicken is not going to lay these eggs. Like, first of all, it has no fat on its body. It's not going to lay the eggs anyway. Second of all... It can't lay that many eggs in that amount of time. There's no way. And then the doctor comes in and is like, "Mm, yeah, well, you're going to be waiting a long time.
0: It's a literal cock. Yeah. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Koila doesn't know what those look like.
1: I just think that, and I do, I liked parts of this book where um, Lev talks about how like, the city kids always made fun of the country bumpkins, and now, like, the country bumpkins are living large, like, with their fucking animals and eating and yep, whatever. And surviving, because they're illiterate. Right. right. Um, I could write a whole essay on classism in this book. I do like that, that, like, thread. Mm-hmm. But so rarely do we get that thread. So much more often do we get, like, decks of playing cards with nude women on the back, or... And picturing Vika naked and having visceral fantasies about her and then talking about how she's the first person we've ever had visceral fantasies about whatever
0: yeah that was uncomfortable mm-hmm. um I was like I don't need to know about your sex fantasy love thanks okay bye yeah really um all right uh why is this story from the MC's perspective Allison said I think that Lev is the one who needs
1: who's like going on this um coming of age journey mm-hmm. and so i think it's from his perspective because he's coming of age i think he also because he's young and kind of fanciful um at least like he has an imagination he he's used it several times in our story so far by I, think I thinking he, of women naked yeah, ice skating yeah. but that's fine by thinking of naked mm-hmm. ice skating women um i think that he is Seeing Koila, who is this larger than life person, and he, we need an outside perspective of Koila. I think that Koila is really important to the story because he is going to teach Love all these lessons, whether they be good or bad, about being a quote unquote man.
0: What did I say? You. It was hard because we were like, we didn't talk about. I don't know what I. My notes don't make sense. So. <laughs> What I'm trying to remember is that we, we talked about that, like, it couldn't be from Koyla's perspective, um, because he was too much, like, there's something Lev has to learn. Which he fucking doesn't.
1: Uh, yes. So, yeah, uh, so my, my opinion now, I think I basically said it's from Lev's perspective because he has the most growth.
0: Yes, that, okay, that makes more sense to what I wrote. <laughs> um... But he, I was like, what was I thinking a week ago? Right.
1: And like, I think that his character changes, but I don't know that I can definitively say he grows very much. Um, yeah. I think that this book is from love's perspective because he's like there. I don't think it, it matters. I think it's right. Just, it's like, go ahead. It's just, it's just some kid. And I think that that's the point. That it's just some kid and there's nothing special about him and he's not particularly good at anything except for chess, um,
0: and I think that's the point.
1: But right, it's, an, it's, it's annoying. like
0: it's like it's like the book "I Am a Camera," which um, is the origin for the musical cabaret, and. Because it's originally told from the guy's perspective, and it shows his perspective of coming to the cabaret, his love affair with Sally Bowles, and it's this whole idea of that he is not the main character, he is a lens in which to see the world through this time period, and... And Lev, I believe, is that Lev. I believe is witness to Koyla's life and death and his last uh, days on Earth. I believe that he's a witness to the brutality of the Germans and the city versus country life. I believe he's a witness to um, the desolation in his hometown and uh, this kind of descent. And he's a he's a witness to this war. Um, and I think that that's why it's from his perspective. Like, it, it, you're, like you said, he's just an ordinary kid and nothing's important about him. But again, I think that's so cool and brilliant. Um, then and you I hate don't. it. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've talked,
1: there was another book that we read where we had this same feeling, where it was just from their perspective because it needed to be from someone. Uglies. Was, oh, yeah. Fucking It U- was Tally. Oh,
0: God. You're right. It was Tally. Yeah. That, Who I also that, hated, so, you know, there you go. Well, I ended up not liking her much either, so, yeah. That we can agree on. She was just annoying. <laughs> um, and then we had, like, what other stories does this is remind you of, Allison said? Mean girls. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Allison said mean girls and inglorious bastards. Uh, yeah. Those, I believe, were the, the main ones It does remind me of inglorious bastards. But, like, it really
1: does. I need to watch it, that movie again. I do feel
0: I liked *Inglorious Bastards*, um, but I think *Inglorious Bastards* was funnier. Like, I think it doesn't yeah. feel as much of a war story as this one does. It's not telling you of tragic prostitutes trying to run away and getting their feet sawed off. Like, it doesn't. Right, I do, think and that like this... taking fifty three men around the side of a schoolhouse and shooting them just because they can read. Like, it's right. not that level. I don't think I think if anything, the blood and shit that Quentin Tarantino puts in it almost makes it absurd, which I think is another way of showing the senselessness. And I think actually not the senselessness, but like the absurdity of war. Right. But I don't. I don't know. I do do think I
1: think that this I would have liked this story better if it had been. More like Inglorious Bastards, where it's like a side mission and we're not really dealing with the like. Soldiers and the front lines, and like people like watching people prisoners get executed, you know, these things that mm-hmm. definitely happened. Um, I, I would have liked this story more if because I feel like it was billed by the book and a little bit by you as like this kind of serendipitous, ridiculous quest, right? And yes, and it would maybe and I expected it to follow like a quest kind of format. And instead, it really was the reason we're outside of the city is because of these eggs. But now we have to deal with these atrocities and somehow get back. And then as an afterthought, we're going to get some eggs. Um, That's fair. Yeah. And I feel like I would have liked it better if it had been like really more comedic and like a really focusing on the eggs and not having to focus on these these horrible things happening around them.
0: I do think that there were some funny moments, though. I love how he pulled that modern joke of the cats, dogs, and potatoes in the bags. Some of Koyla's shit was funny to me. I agree that there were definitely funny moments. I just think that they could have
1: been... Like, I think they were funny so that you didn't cry. You know, like, like there was levity so that it wasn't just bleak the whole time. Fair. And I think Koyla's character was... That was his whole thing, was, like, we have to have levity in this world, otherwise we'll just die of right, depression. Right, which
0: is why, like, I think he kept talking about his shit, you know, and why he kept talking about women. I agree. I don't agree, agree I just, that he should have been talking about women that way, but.
1: Yeah, I think that there, it was all in the name of, um, of levity, but I just don't think that it was well, I didn't like him because of
0: those things. That's fine. It's all fair. Um, <laughs> so, I, I the last question I have for you mm-hmm. is why two stars and not one?
1: Because I do think the writing has merit, um, and I do. There were a couple moments that were like f- funny or whatever, but overall, I just didn't like the st- structure of the story and the unnecessary emotional like turmoil um i'm nodding like you can see me but yeah (laughs) so so it's not like a one star for me where i i like i don't know i hesitate to say that i hated it i guess and like i hated the magicians
0: like right that's what i'm asking it's like i was asking like what made this better than the magicians yes that was essentially (laughs) my question um
1: I think if this book had been dragged out for 500 pages, it would have been as bad as The Magicians. That is a very 100% fair assessment. Um I think brevity helped it in my opinion and the there there were a couple moments where I was like, "Oh, that's funny." Or like, I le- like this is kind of a silly situation they've gotten into and that's qu- kind of great, but it was overshadowed for me by the things I didn't like, which I've expounded on endlessly here so i won't do it again that's Um, okay yeah so i think it's it's two star for me where like i wouldn't like i i don't know if i would ever recommend the magicians to anyone Mm -hmm. um and i think i would recommend this book to some very specific people
0: yes i understand that which is why like i think this read for me reread has made it go from five stars to four stars because i can't you can't auto recommend it yeah, I can't auto-recommend it anymore. Like, it makes me really question. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I gotta think about maybe now some of the women I give it to. Because <laughs> there's, like, no redeeming qualities about how they talk about women at all. And, like, at the very bottom line, like, I can't make the book a perfect five-star when it's just so degrading and unhelpful to women. I can't do that anymore in this in this lifetime. So. Right. I, yeah. I guess thanks for sorry <laughs> yeah it's fine it's all good we should move on i think we we're should close the chapter on this babes. one yeah we're just here to do it i think we should close the chapter on this book i think we should say thank you to our listeners for listening and ask them to go follow us on social media at novel prediction on instagram and on twitter and i think we should ask them to join us to read another book in july but i don't know yes. what book that's going to be allison it's your turn it is my turn to pick fuck are
1: you excited? Are you no, nervous? No, I'm
0: so nervous because I feel terrible. And I think that's, again, the only reason we're still friends is like, I didn't mean to torture you, but haha. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> I did not I, pick this book to torture you.
0: Okay, cool.
1: I picked this book uh, mostly so that I hopefully will enjoy the book next book we read. That's fair. Because it's been one of those, I feel like the last book... No, I still totally enjoyed *On the Edge*, but whatever. Um, this is a fine. this is a young adult novel.
0: Oh, okay, we're going back to young adult. We haven't done young Here. adult in two months. a while.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, because no three because we did we um, did Thief
0: Lord, which was middle grade.
1: Right. Yeah. All right. So it's and this is I will also say the start of our second year. <gasps> we just finished our twelfth book yes we have been that's doing a terrible audio for
0: me to sorry go ahead do that <laughs> we've again we've
1: been doing novel predictions for a year now oh which my God. is very exciting I know it if you know make if it's me read the second
0: book in Aragon I will
1: kill you we <laughs> yes, will end I, this right now <laughs> I will not do that to myself okay <laughs> I might do that to you but I will not do it to myself <laughs> all right well yay happy
0: one year anniversary happy everybody anniversary
1: yay so this book will be our um our anniversary book so it's a ya book it was published in 2008
0: um so this is is book number 13 then right yeah so the one so mine that we just finished is 12 oh cool city of thieves was 12 great
1: cool great way to end out the year we bookmarked the year with books we hated yes
0: that we ruined (laughs) books for each other it's all even now yep all right, what's what are we starting off this new year of novel predictions with? Okay, YA it is fantasy. K.
1: It has a good amount of romance in it. And I haven't read okay. You haven't read it. It is long. Like how long? Like 471 pages. Long. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I have a pl- I have two plane rides. I have two plane rides. We'll be fine. And yeah, it was published in 2008. You have any guesses? 2008? Is it the start of a series? It is, but it's like a um, a companion <gasps> series. Is it Graceling? It is Graceling by Kristin <laughs> Cashore. I think that's the first time we've ever guessed. I've ever gotten it right. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first time I've gotten it right. It's Graceling. I'm actually excited about this. Yeah, Graceling by Christian Keshore. C- yeah. Uh, it'll be super fun. It is, again, a series starter, but the next books in the series are not about the same person, so it can totally be read standalone, which is what I have done. I've never read the other books. So.
0: All right, this one I'm pumped for. The other reason Yay! I'm pumped for this is um, the, the author... Hafsa, I don't remember her last name, but Hafsa, who wrote We Hunt the Flame. Mm -hmm. I just did a panel with her, and she told me that she was not a reader growing up, and what brought her into the YA genre was Graceling. It's a good book. Yeah, I'm really excited now. It
1: is a 100% 180 departure from what we just read.
0: Let's do it. Let's go. It's a palate cleanser for me. (laughs) I am down. I hope... It'll also help my fantasy endeavors. This is great. I'm in such a terrible book slump. I'm actually excited. Yay! Yay! That's hysterical, though, because it's also right there on my shelf, and I'm looking at Mm -hmm. it because it's, like, in my direct line of eyesight because next to it is all my Cindy Williams Chima books that I took off the shelf, so I can literally see it. That's awesome so yep that's what we're reading in july well join us to read graceling or reread it because i probably am one of the very few people in this entire ya universe that has not read that book Mm -hmm. (laughs) and yeah mm -hmm, she says (laughs) so we invite you guys to join us to read that in july Um, we will be posting an episode in two weeks um after this one comes out yes um join us for uh episodes every other tuesday we're so excited to have this amazing fan base uh to talk to about these books um if you leave a review you can get something from us right allison
1: yes if you leave us a review and dm us a picture of it because you know we don't know who you are on itunes um i will send you some swag i've got bookmarks and stickers and they're real cute
0: yay well thank you guys so much and uh i'm kales i almost said i'm allison (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with me? I need to go to bed. I'm Kales, and I'm Allison. Keep making novel predictions. Bye. Bye.